Guys, I'm in, in Colossians chapter 3. I'm starting in verse 1. We're just going to read through 12. The Apostle Paul writes, So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, because of this, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. Put to death the, the old things of your flesh is another way to think about that. And he lists them. He says sexual immorality and impurity and lust and evil desire and, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, God, wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them. But now put away all of the following. Put away anger and wrath and malice and slander and filthy language from your mouth. He says don't lie to one another since you've, you've put off the old self with its practices and you have put on the new self you're being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator in christ there is not greek and jew circumcision and uncircumcision barbarian and scythian slave and free but christ is all and in all therefore as god's chosen ones holy and dearly loved put on compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience so we've, we've made it through compassion. We're going to talk about the next word on the list. It's on the screen there, verse 312. Uh, gentleness is, is how the CSB would translate. Now, I love the CSB. It is the Bible that I am preaching out of. But I want you to know, I don't like that word. That's not the word. You look up the Greek, the word is not gentle. That, that some people think that that's what that word means, but the word is meekness. It says put on meekness. That's the literal word. Okay, you need to, to put on uh, meekness. And so we kind of kind of talk, well, what, what, what is that? And so uh, what I'm going to do for you this morning is really straightforward. I'm going to give you a two-word definition for meekness, and I'm going to spend the next half hour uh, expanding upon those two words. That's all I'm going to do. Okay, that's it. So, so two-word definition for meekness, and then we'll talk about, like, like flesh out what that looks like. And here's what meekness is. Ready? Uh, meekness, I want you to think of it as, as bridled strength. As bridled strength. That's, that's what meekness is. We're trying to get to the heart of, of the definition. I, and, and I preached on this a long, long time ago. I had to go back. Um, we did the Sermon on the Mount series together. And so I had to go back on our website. And I went to sermons and the archive page and went all the way through it. And so on, on February 17th, 2012, uh, I preached, uh, Blessed Are the Meek. And, and kind of walked through that whole thing and spent a lot of time in that message talking about what meekness is and what it's not. And I'm not going to re-preach the whole thing but I am going to tell you three things that meekness is not. And the first thing is, and this is why I don't love the word gentle, because meekness is not weakness. Right? So we, we hear meekness and we kind of think kind of a sissified weakness, almost, almost like there's a little component of fear in it. Right? That guy's meek. I mean, he doesn't want to mess with anybody. He's so gentle. And, and that's, that's not really what the term is. And, and, and so it's just not it. Uh, sometimes we hear the word meekness and, and, and we think of, of somebody uh, that, that desires to avoid conflict. Think, well, that guy's very meek. He, he never gets in any arguments. He's never, you know, he's, a, he's just so meek. I mean, somebody can say something to him and he'll just, he'll, he'll just brush it off. That's so meek. Uh, that's not really what meekness is either. Uh, and lastly, we think sometimes meekness is some kind of uh, personality type where, where you're just, I, I use the word chill, right? You're just chill. <laughs> Nothing gets you, oh, you're, hey, that guy's so meek. That's not meekness either. That may be a relaxed person, but that, that's not meekness. That's not what meekness is. And so the Greek word of meekness actually talks about the ability to, to break or to domesticate an animal of great power. 
Okay, it, it literally talks about the, the ability to put a bridle in, into the mouth of, of, think, a horse or an ox or something like that. And, and, then, and then to take all of, all of the strength of that animal and now have control over it. That's what, it's bridled strength. And uh, any of you, uh, you, you ride horses or spend time with horses? Okay, you guys are awesome. Uh, for the rest of us that, that don't do that, uh, anybody ever stood next to a real horse? I don't mean the little thing at the petting zoo. A real horse that's head high. Anybody been around one of those suckers? Like, I, most majestic, probably, I mean, you look at a horse and you go, whoa. Right? I mean, I mean, just you could see the bulging muscles everywhere, like that animal. This is why we still, to this day, we talk about our cars and go, well, how many horsepower does your engine have? Right? Because we talk about the strength of this, this majestic animal. Well, guys, meekness is the ability to take that and to bring it under control. And the place that we normally go with that thought, then, is, is self-control. So that's what we think. We think, well, meekness, then, is a, is a sense of self-control. Well, the Bible would have said, we'll just have self-control, then, right? I'm just, just helping you guys out. So, so listen, self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. So, like, it's a good thing. But here's what I want you to see. I, I, I hope to, if that's kind of your thought, well, meekness is having self-control. I kind of want to blow that up for you. I really do, I just lovingly. I want to kind of blow that up for you. So, so here's the deal. Um, you see, when we say meekness is self-control, we're focusing on the wrong person. Because you're thinking that the, the bri- that, that the reins, you're thinking the reins are in your hand. Here's what I want you to see. Meekness is not about the reins or the control being in your hands. It's about placing all the control in God's hands totally changes it. So it's not about self-control. Rather, it's about myself being under the control of God. You follow me? It's kind of a, kind of a different thing. And, and so uh, this morning, instead of just trying to re-engineer uh, things, and sometimes with, through this lesson we've, uh, series, we've kind of re-engineered. I kind of start somewhere, and then we eventually work our way back to Jesus. I thought I'd just start with Jesus this morning, if y'all are okay with that. And so if you have your Bibles, I'm in the book of Matthew. So, so I, I want to set this up. So Jesus, that's our Lord and Savior, right, who, who, who stepped out of heaven and into humanity, came to earth, born of a virgin, uh, spends 30 years walking the earth before he begins his public ministry. When he starts his public ministry, he enters that ministry into this environment. Ready? Here's the environment. I just want to set up uh, up for you. He he walks in to a, a uh, an environment uh, to a people group that are seeking to increase their political strength in order to force the coming of the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus steps into. So, so Jesus comes to his, his people group, to his people, nation of Israel, and, and they are trying, get this, they, they, they are trying to legislate morality, okay? They want to legislate morality because they believe if they can force people to live right, then God will have to uh, deliver the Messiah, and what the Messiah will do will raise them up to political strength and power, and they'll be a great nation. They view this as the coming of the kingdom of God, and into that, Jesus comes and says, <laughs> the kingdom is here, Right? I mean, he comes to this group of people that are trying to legislate morality. They're trying to force the hand of God. Uh, if they can, if they can force rules upon people, they'll make them righteous, and and then the Messiah will have to come. They're saying this is what the kingdom is all about. Jesus says, "No, behold, the kingdom is at hand, and let me tell you how it works." And then he preaches this sermon. We, we missed a few days in there, but 
gist of this sermon. Matthew chapter 5. Okay? Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit. We want the kingdom of God to come. We want political power. We're going to pass laws. We're going to legislate this sucker. We're going to make this happen. Jesus comes into that environment. He's ready. Here's the kingdom. This is what it's about. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And the room goes silent. Keeps going. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Still quiet. Blessed are the humble. Uh, The word there is meek, for they will inherit the earth. I just want you to see the juxtaposition of what Jesus is preaching and where the people of his day are. Because if you don't see it, you kind of miss it, right? It's a group of people that are wholly and completely relying upon their strength... Okay, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're passing laws. This is their strength. If we can force this sucker, if we can legislate morality, then God will have to move. And Jesus shows up and he preaches meekness to that. He preaches meekness to that. I'm going to tell you how it really works. And he goes on through Matthew chapter 5. And for the rest of Jesus' ministry, he does two things for us. One, he teaches us what this meekness thing is about, how we get it, which is surprising. And then he also models this meekness thing for us so that we can see it. Anybody a visual person? Anybody? Right? You you were the kid, like, hey, we're talking about like science theory, and then all of a sudden when I cut open the rat, I'm like, aha, that's how it works, right? Uh, God bless you. Uh, I, I like to see things too, but not that. That was never my cup of tea. Right after lunch, it's when I had biology. It was awesome. And we're going to go on a fishing trip soon, man, and I can't, I'm, I, I can't wait to smell the squid. I'm really excited. Um, it's going to be great. So, so here's what Jesus teaches, right? Another time, this is... Great invitation, Matthew 11, uh, he says this, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, ready, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you're going to find rest for your souls. That word lowly, that's our word. Jesus shows up, he's like, hey, uh, you guys that think you have it all together, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock you, ready? I know that you want the kingdom to come, you think you can legislate the kingdom to come, you think you can pass rules and make the kingdom come, but I'm telling you, the kingdom has come, and you uh, need to drop your strength, you need to drop your, your, your thought that you can somehow legislate morality and force God's hand, and here's what you need, you need to come to me. Because I'm meek. This is where you get it. And guess what? Anyone that comes to me, anyone that comes to me, anyone that, that, that exits from where they are and comes to me, they get this meekness thing and they get to inherit the earth. They get to inherit the earth. It's a big deal. That's a, that's a huge deal. But Jesus doesn't just teach about it, right? He also exemplifies it. So I'm, I'm in Philippians now, and we're kind of skipping around this morning, but I just want to show you uh, how Jesus walks this out for us. So Philippians chapter 2, 
And uh, the word of God, uh, Paul writes this. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. I'm in verse 3. Or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be exploited or grasped. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I just want to, like, Jesus modeling this. So just think through this. So, so meekness is bridled strength, right? Placing, placing your strength. Uh, it's not, not us bridling our own strength. It's placing our strength into the hands of who? In the hands of God, right? So, so that, that's what it is. It, 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 it's, it's placing all of, all of the things that I'm confident in, all of my strength, placing that stuff in the hands of God. And so Jesus models this. And so here's what the Bible says about Jesus. Jesus says this about himself, Matthew 28. Uh, he, he says, uh, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All right? So that, that's the strength we're working with. I just want you to see that. So, so with that strength in mind, Jesus takes all of that strength and he places it into the hands of God, and he prays this in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, ready? He prays, uh, Luke 22, uh, 42. Father, if, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, ready? Not my will, but your will be done. Jesus had the authority to stop it. He had the authority to call down angels from heaven. He had the authority to, to smote all of the people that were spitting upon him and calling him name. He had the authority, but he placed all of that authority fully in the hands of God and said, God, ultimately you take the reins, not me. Right? That's, that's our model. So with that in mind, <laughs> with that, if that's what meekness is, then what is, what does that look like for me? And so just two things this morning will be done. Uh, first of all, I think what that means is that meekness is taking everything that we rely on for strength and placing it in the hands of God, right? Taking everything that we rely on for strength and placing it in the hands of God, okay? So it's not so much about self-control, it's about God's control over us. And uh, this, this is exponentially harder than, than we think, right? Amen? Exponentially harder than we think, right? But why? why? Be- because we, we like to be in control, Right? Because we, we like power. And, and because our hearts are wicked and they trust in things that they shouldn't. Amen? Right? I mean, we place our trust in all kinds of things other than God. The Bible calls that idolatry. God knew that that would be a big thing for his kids. And so when he gave his kids a list of ten rules, he's like, here's number two. Don't make for yourself an idol. Okay? Because you're wayward and wicked. Your, your heart's going like, to... So don't do that. And so God kind of in his list is like, hey kids, watch out for this. It's a big deal. And we are those people... And so we, we struggle with this thing. We put our, our hope and our faith and our trust in the wrong things. So this morning, instead of me kind of giving you a list of things that we could uh, misplace our hope and trust and, and, and put our, you know, go, hey, hey, here's my strength. These are the things I boast in. I thought we'd just kind of let the word of God do that for us. And so again, if you want to just flip with me, I'm, now I'm in Jeremiah. Uh, nothing like the good old prophet Jeremiah to be easy on your ears this morning. Uh, so Jeremiah, if you find lamentations, uh, you, you, you went too far. So uh, Jeremiah chapter 9. And I want you to listen to what the prophet uh, of, of the Lord uh, writes. And I'm in Jeremiah 29 starting in verse 23. He says this is, is what the Lord says. The wise person should not boast in his wisdom. 
The strong person should not boast in his strength. The wealthy person should not boast in his wealth. But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That means that you also shouldn't boast in understanding or knowing anyone else. Uh, but, but he says but you should boast in this, that you know and understand me, uh, that I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things. Uh, this is the Lord's declaration. And so uh, Jeremiah kind of identifies four areas that we uh, can, can boast in our own strength. What is, what is meekness? It's bridled strength. It's placing your, your strength, the things that you would boast in, into the hands of God. And so the, the question is, where do you boast? What, what, what do you say? I, I don't boast about anything. Yes, you do. You rely on something. So what is it that you rely to? What's your, what's your go-to? Is it your wisdom? That's education, right? Man, I'm so smart. Man, I research everything. I, I, I know a little bit of, of everything. I'm, I'm just, I'm just well researched. I went to a good school. Uh, man, man, we do boast in education, right? I mean, think about your kids for crying out loud. My kids gotta go to college. They're gonna go to college. We're gonna pay a whole bunch of money, but I mean, educate, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like, it, it's, it's one of the central, uh, uh, aspects of, of, of the coming election. People are gonna be talking about education and should it be free? Should it not be free? Like, I wanna, I wanna talk about it. It's important in our society. Uh, some, he says, will, will boast in their strength. Right? And maybe you're kind of walking around and you're like, ah, I don't boast in my strength, not my physical strength. Yeah, but we, we boast in the strength of other things. Some people in our nation that boast in the strength of their arsenal. Right? I mean, I, I, listen, if anything happens, I'm just telling you, if anything happens, that government comes, I, I'm good. Come and take it, brother. Come and take it. I got you. Come and I mean, I mean, we, we boast in, in, in the strength, right? Some people boast in their, in their preparedness, right? That's your strength is your preparedness. If the apocalypse comes, you've got food for 10 years. Now, it is dry and nasty, but you're going to eat something, right? Down in your bunker, you doomsday prepper, God bless you. Um, I've read the last book. I, I don't see that it's going to last that long. But anyway, um, prepare for 10 years, that's fine. Some people will boast in that. Some people will boast, uh, he says, in, in their wealth. Say, listen, no matter what comes, it's okay. We're financially okay. Right? I've, I've got X number of months salary put away. We've got a 401k. Listen, we are okay. No matter what happens. Market goes down 12% a week. Whoa, well, I didn't mean to say no matter what happens. I meant to say, <sighs> some people will boast in who they know, in their, their influence, right? Go back to Jesus' culture, maybe even in their political influence. Say, so, well, as long as we have the right people in office and they're doing this and they're doing that, then I, that's where my strength is. That's where my hope is. That's what I'm going to boast in. And what I'm telling you is that meekness is taking that strength and it's laying it instead into the hands of the Lord. Remember what Jesus said to Peter on the night that they came to arrest him? You remember, right? Peter showed some strength that night, right? All those other wimps and wusses running away. Peter, uh-uh, took out his sword. Ha! Cut the guy's ear off. Jesus did a cool little miracle, picked up the ear. It's back on, he can hear, everything's fine. What does he say to Peter? Peter, put away your sword. Hey, Peter, put away your strength. 
Here's the deal, guys. I'm just going to be honest. Of the list of things that we're called to put on, if you just wanted me to do a little diagnosis of American Christianity, of which we're all a part, we're going to walk through the things we might lack. And hear me, we're coming off of talking about humility, for crying out loud. I think meekness might be at the top of the list. I look at American Christianity, I, I, I hear people and, man, come on, you come and try. You try me. And yet our Lord goes like a lamb for the slaughter. Doesn't defend himself. Doesn't even speak. Right? Historically, what have Christians been known for? When they were persecuted, were they known for, for uh, organizing a great militia and fighting back and killing folks? No. They humbly went to stakes to be burned alive while singing hymns. They, they mimicked the same words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, crying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I just wonder, as believers in Christ, have we lost... Have we lost the gift and the beauty of that kind of meekness that our world is looking for? By the way, early Christians, people thought, these people are nuts. Why are they not fighting back? And their answer was, because we we live in a different kingdom. We're citizens of a completely different kingdom. You can do nothing to my body that will affect my soul. And that changed people when they watched people be marched and burned at stakes and crucified. And, and, and they saw their willingness to go, you can't hurt me. I belong to a different kingdom. And our world's been changed by people like that. Just throwing it out there. That's the first thing that humility is. It's taking whatever place that we place our strength and it's putting that strength into the hands of God. Okay. Second thing I, I would say that what that means then is it that uh, I said humility, I meant meekness. Uh, the second thing that is, is that meekness then, therefore, is submitting to the will of God even when it doesn't make sense. Submitting to the will of God even when it doesn't make sense. Listen, your, uh, your eyes are going to lie to you, and your heart's going to lie to you, and uh, there are going to be times in life that it looks like the bad guy's making it, Right? There'll be times in life that it looks like your enemy is prospering, right? Like, man, look, look at those people over there, those dirty, rotten cheats, and look at all the money that they have, and look at the house that they live in, and look at the car that they drive, and they don't love the Lord, right? They're, they're not in church every week. They ain't given to the church, and yet look at them. They're driving that nice car, and, and, and I, mean, I mean, they seem to have it all together, and there are some times that we can look at, at the people around us, and we think, man, man, they've got all the answers. I must be wrong. We kind of start thinking, maybe I should do it their way, right? Maybe, maybe I, I shouldn't just do what the Lord says, and I just want you to listen to what David writes. I'm in Psalm 37, and, and David just, it's so good, It's so good what he writes here. Psalm 37, starting in verse 1. He says, man, don't be agitated by evildoers. (laughs) Y'all writing this down, right? That is Psalm 37. Psalm 37, folks. You you may want to memorize this sucker. Okay? Do not be agitated by evildoers. Do not envy those who do wrong. All right? I'm not going to make you raise your hands, but I know some of us in here have done that before, right? 
We have envied some people that were doing things the wrong way. We've envied some of the stuff that they have. But listen, he says, don't envy those who do wrong, for they will wither quickly like grass and wilt like tender green plants. He says, trust in the Lord, rather, and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like the noonday. It says, be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in this way, by the person who carries out evil plans. Refrain from your anger. Whoo! Next one is a, is a, is a kicker. Refrain from your anger. Give up your rage. Don't be agitated. It can only bring harm. For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Now, that, that, that phrase is key. I'm about to come back to it. He says, a little while and the wicked person will be no more. Though you look for him, he will not be there. Verse 11, he says, but humble, but the humble will inherit the land and will enjoy abundant prosperity. That word humble in Hebrew is meek. That's our word. It says, but the meek will inherit. And when it says the land, translation is really the earth, which is the same thing that Jesus quotes in Matthew 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Right? For they will inherit the earth. What is meekness? Meekness is trusting God, even in those moments when it seems like the people who shouldn't be winning are winning. And it, and it seems like no matter, but, but Lord, I'm doing the right thing. But God, I'm doing what you told me to do. Why am I suffering? Anybody been there? Come on. Three of you have been there. I saw three heads. Three head. Yeah, there better be some more. Like, Lord, I, I'm, I'm obeying you. What is going on? And man, meekness. It's choosing to submit to the will of God even when life is like that. Even when it doesn't make sense. Right? So, what do we do with that? That's what meekness is. We're called to put on meekness. I don't know about you. I need a few steps. <laughs> Like, all right, Lord, that's pretty lofty. So what do we do? I think the first step, guys, is we have to identify our areas of strength. What is it that you're putting your hope in that isn't Jesus? And let me, let me tell you, we, we all have these places. And if you can't identify that place, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out. I'm going to give you a prayer to pray that the Lord will answer. You guys ready? Anybody ready for, like, Lord, I want you to answer a prayer. Ready? Here it is. Holy Spirit, put your thumb on all the places that I boast in my own strength. Y'all ready to pray that prayer? Come on. <laughs> Holy Spirit, reveal to me all the places that I'm living in my own strength, that I'm trusting myself instead of God. Pray that prayer this week, and the Holy Spirit is going to have fun with you. Fun. Like, whoa. Uh, by the way, I, I told you guys I was praying for you. So last week we talked about humility. So I'm driving to work Monday morning, praying about humility. And the Holy Spirit is like, you are a turd. I was like, oh. I'm serious. I don't know what it is about basketball season. 
right? I think maybe because you're right up on the court and, 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 it, and it's exciting and there's lots of fouls and I, and some, I lose my ever-loving mind. And I don't start the season losing my mind, but as the season goes on, I just get progressively worse and worse and like, you idiot, shut your mouth. So Monday morning, I came in and first thing I did was texted my kids' coaches and was like, <clears throat> Just want to apologize. I love the school and the spirit of the school. And the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that I probably shouldn't be yelling at referees. (laughs) For bad, serious. I said, furthermore, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that I should get to know the referees that are regularly at these games, and I should commit to praying for them, praying for wisdom, praying for the coaches. <laughs> Don't you laugh at me? The Lord says you should ask for wisdom. I'm trying to be biblical. Help a brother out. We said we're going to pray about humility, and man, like day one of the week, out the gate, Holy Spirit was like, bam, let me show you an area you really have work to do. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be an awesome week. Um, how we started, it was good, it's good, it's not, not, not great. I apologized to my kids, my kids were like, it's not that big of a deal, my, my friends think you're funny, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm funny, don't think I'm funny at all. Um, this week... If you will commit to praying this prayer, I I, I just wholeheartedly believe the Holy Spirit will point out every area that you're trusting in yourself. And I'm just going to tell you, it's not going to be fun, but it is really important. Because humility, I mean, see I keep saying humility, because meekness, because meekness is strength that is under the control of God. Those areas... To be meek, to inherit the earth, right? Which is, that's ultimately how it all ends up. I mean, to be in the hands of God, you have to take to God all the, every area that you would lean into yourself, you have to hand over to him. And I'm just crazy enough to think that this morning we've all got those areas, right? So just, just, just pray that prayer this week. See what the Lord does. Second thing, after after you pray that prayer, Step two, <laughs> Holy Spirit's going to be good. He's going to show you every area. He's like, ha, wealth. And you're like, no, he's going to show it to you. And when he does, then you have to surrender it to him. Okay. Strength. Lord, I trust in my own strength, man. Trust in the strength of my armament. No matter what comes, you come and try it, buddy. I'll give it to you. And then you go, oh. Got to give that to the Lord. And, and, and listen, there's tension in this. Like you, you, the Holy Spirit's going to deal with you on some issues and some stances that you've had. It's going to mess with you. It's going to mess with you. It should mess with you. Right? You have to fully surrender those things. You've got to put down the sword. What's your sword? What's your area of strength? You're going to have to lay it down. Lord, I'm giving it to you. Okay? Last thing. And then you have to trust. 
You know what's really hard? Owning the sword and following a God that tells you to lay it down. It's even harder when the people come after you and you know you have a sword. Amen? When the people pursue you and you know where the sword is. I I know the truth. I I know the sword and mother. I could slay your sorry, no good butt right now. Except my Jesus said to lay it down. So here I am. Do your worst. Right? For the glory of God. Can you imagine if Christians today embodied this one thing? Can you imagine what our world might begin to see in the church? Not a bunch of people that are threatening, that are so focused on... on, on po- if, I can, if I can legislate morality... <laughs> Man, if I build a big enough arsenal, man, if I've got enough money, if I can organize enough people, instead we just said, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. It's a little different, right? Guys, pray with me this morning. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word, which is good. Uh, Lord, we need it. It's not easy. We need it. And this morning, what I'm going to pray is that you would help us. Help us do this, please. By your power. Kind of with every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want you to go sleep on me. Some of you, uh, beginning now, need to start identifying those areas of strengths. But some of you... Kind of the, the bigger gist of it, right, is blessed are the meek, for they inherit the earth. And, and the reason you get to inherit the earth is because you finally stopped relying on yourself and you came to Jesus and said, I need a Savior. And maybe you're here this morning, that's exactly where you are because you're relying on your own strength for salvation. You're relying on your own moral goodness. And yet, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but the Bible says you can't be good enough for a perfect God. You need a Savior. His name is Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you realize that great need in your life, I just ask you humbly to bow your head and say, Jesus, come and save me. I need you in my life. Take control of my heart. Father, have your way with us. Help us this week learn to put on this this trait that you um, walked out before us, that you taught us about. Help us be those people in the world that fully submit all of our strength into your hands. And God, we ask you would guide us now. Your will be done, not ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can I ask her?